to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have an episode coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. But before we get to all of the wars and the stars, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, getting through... It's pretty much May now, which is crazy. I feel it's not like pretty much April May. It is absolutely. It is May. Is fourth. Fourth. Oh yeah, May fourth. Yeah, May the fourth be with you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing good, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I guess April kind of flew by. Uh, I celebrated my birthday the last that last week of April, and um, it was great and really strange at the same time. It's it's weird not seeing my friends and uh, being able to celebrate. With, you know, usually Joey and I we actually celebrate our birthdays kind of together in a, in a way and we uh, try to yeah th- this year it's just so it's so different um being in this kind of isolation and quarantine and stuff but you know i tried to make the best of it and i i had a good time and it was great to speak you know with some friends and family uh that day and um yeah other than that like it's been it's been good man i'm trying to keep as positive as i can throughout this uh kind of uncertain time and uh yeah man that's pretty much it joey how are you doing man Man, I'm all right. I'm pretty great. I'm pretty great. Um, you know, furloughed. But other things are looking up, so that's okay. You know what I mean? Trying to take the, trying to take the good with the bad, or the bad with the good, and keep an even keel, you. marching forward. That's what I'm trying to do. It's called maturity. I feel you, it's called dude. growing up. I'm not good at it, but I'm trying. Um, yeah, man. I let's see. I uh, took a drive down the coast with a pretty girl and the dog. Went down to my old stomping grounds in Monterey this past weekend. That was a trip. Nice. Monterey, um, California. It's different down there, man. Um, no one's wearing masks. Really? Really. What? Like the barista, I went into this one coffee shop and the barista was wearing a mask, but that's it. I didn't that's see it. one oh. person on the Whoa. sidewalk wearing a mask. I was like, this is f***ed up, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a small enough town, but like, yeah, there's still a lot of people there. Yeah. And, that's crazy. That is weird, man. I mean, we're in cities. We're in big cities, you know, so yeah. it's like people, there's a lot of us and people are going to take precaution. But I guess, yeah, when you're, there's less of you and you're more spaced out. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, but it is a different world down there, you know. Um, yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Anyways, yeah, man, I'm just living. <laughs> just living. I'm not excited about May 4th. Um my torch for Star Wars has um, burned out. Oh, I'm, th- I'm trying to I think of a better word than burned out. <laughs> yeah. I What's totally the opposite of ignite? Yeah. Extinguished. My torch for Star Wars is extinguished. And um, <clears throat> in large part due to the rise of Skywalker, but really just Disney Star Wars. I just don't. It's not. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> You can call me a hater or whatever the fuck you want to call me. I don't. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so not, it kind of has tainted the other Star Wars movies for me. And the fandom, the fandom is just. Oh, it's toxic. Man. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic. It's awful. Um, it's awful. I, you know what? Cause there's people that hate everything and you might throw me into that camp. Fine. I don't care. But there's the people that love everything. And those are the people that piss me off the most. It's like. <laughs> You know, just because something has a bit of IP slapped on it doesn't mean it's quality or that it's good. Have some standards. That's how I feel about it. Um, feel you, dude. I feel you, you, man. Now, you just rewatched Rise of Skywalker, you were telling me. Yeah, it, it was the, I guess, the the second time since the movie theater, uh, since my movie theater experience uh, when it came out. And, yeah, it's weird because, like, there was all that stuff that dropped about, like, um, the emperor is like a clone. Did you hear about that? Yeah. This is another reason why I'm so f-ing done with Disney star Wars after the movie comes out and they go, Disney has confirmed that emperor Palpatine is a clone. They have confirmed that Ray is this. They have confirmed that that it's like, stop it. Put in the f-ing movie then. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, and, or if, if not, don't answer the f-ing fan questions. Let them be fan theories and questions. That's how the fandom grows and grows. people debate. Yeah. But if you're corporate going to be like, guess what? This is actually what it was. You're only causing more confusion and inviting more questions. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because they so, they've been releasing these books, right? Like these books that yeah, you know, are, are pretty much canon. like the book version. Yeah, canon. The book versions of like kind of the movie and yeah, um, yeah, all that stuff. I, I I was reading about like yeah, the like all that information was just like 
out out the door in the movie, but like apparently it's like, yeah, this is what's happening. And well, it's if you played like, oh, Fortnite, man, you'd get it. I don't know, man. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no. There was Wait, some there was some clue or something that hidden in Fortnite. So if you happen to find this thing in Fortnite, you know, it would have it would A, tell you ruined that. Rise of Skywalker before you saw it, but B would have clued you into some information that all of us Yikes. missed watching. I just, it's a mess. It's a mess. So sounds like yeah. happy May 4th. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got some Star Wars lists today. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, it's the original trilogy, man. I'm a diehard OG trilogy. trilogy. Like that's, that was the Star Wars I grew up with and yeah. for both of us. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think, it's always going to be dear to our hearts. And, you know, I think we feel the same way with uh, Indiana Jones and some other kind of, you know, uh, trilogies or franchises or whatever. Now, the prequels um, are not good. We can establish that. We oh, can dude. all agree that they're not good, but. But. <laughs> but. Um, there's something to be said that, that that it was actually Lucas's vision. And it yeah. does, as bad as the prequels are, they feel coherent in the way that this new trilogy doesn't um i I don't know it doesn't feel like star wars but when the music hits it does um i don't know i I rewatched episode one and two because i hate myself and um (laughs) i need to rewatch uh episode three i guess i don't know if i've ever sat through episode three all the way through in one sitting it's just such a painful (laughs) slog and everyone's like it's better than return of the jedi you can go uh, <laughs> Ewoks, <laughs> you. When did when did it become cool to start hating on Ewoks? I'm going on a Star Wars rant right now, but let's be real here. <laughs> when did it become cool to hate Ewoks? Ewoks are great. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and they they helped out a lot in that in that movie. So they helped out a <laughs> ton. Um, um, Jesus. Yeah, I feel um, it, Yeah, I don't know why people are hating on the Ewoks, man. Why? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like it. Um, but it's certain. Return of the Jedi is. Like, it's no Empire Strikes Back. And, yeah, it's probably the worst of the original trilogy, but that doesn't mean it's bad, and certainly doesn't mean it's worse than any prequel. Um, You know, I don't know. That last lightsaber fight between Darth and and Luke is so good, and it's so personal. Um, Yeah, I I love the last. I love the first and the last act of that movie. The middle is meandering, and it's kind of a mess, and it plays it safe. But the beginning and the end is great i love um, yeah i love that intro that intro it's, it's so it's like you're, good you're, you're going into it like luke is a jedi master like mm-hmm. he is at the top of his game uh he's you know, so like, badass he is so badass so in the badass. opening scene mysterious there's all these like mist you know, it's kind of mysterious a little bit you know it's all these different things and it's like it, it's great because it, it almost like kind of reminds me of of obi-wan when he met obi-wan mm-hmm. Obi and absolutely Luke, and that feeling of kind of this mysteriousness and and this kind of uh i don't know what the word like like elegance or like just something it's something about he's, the jedi he, the jedi order and like that yeah yeah he's competent in his powers finally and he he does yeah. it without hesitation or with you know he just walks up to uh bib fortuna name drop uh you will take me to java now i will take you to java now you know uh like that <laughs> whole it's so good and he no, talks yeah, no to java just directly <laughs> and you know He's not, he's, this is a Luke Skywalker that's not around. And we hadn't seen that before. And it was, it's exactly it's so, so cool to see. So what a cool great to way see. to open like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, the whole, and yeah. Java's palace might... is, is such a, such a set. It's such a sequence, you know, um, all the characters. It's, would you, I, I well, I don't know. I mean, Moss Eisley is Moss Eisley, but yeah. Java's palace before the special edition, before they added the CGI rock show. It's just awful. Um, that's, I mean, that, I'd put that right up there with uh, the cantina, and I don't, I don't think it gets talked about enough. And maybe I it's know, because yeah. people only remember the special edition nowadays. Oh um, man! Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. You're, you're right. That's a, especially for like you know in those earlier movies, like the 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 sets and the design, and um, I'll have to send you this video. Uh, I think I've talked about them before on the show on my share time, but. Um, these guys, uh, digital corridor digital, they do like special effects breakdowns and they did, they did a whole star Wars episode, um, where they were oh, show, showcasing. Yeah. Yeah. They showcase like all the, like the techniques and stuff they did for star Wars. And it's just unbelievable. Like a lot of them, you know, a lot of the sets were built, a lot of miniatures were built and 
the amount of detail they put into a lot of those sets uh, were just in- incredible. And it, you know, it, it shows so much in those older films because it, it looks real. It, you know, it's it, yeah. it's such a physical thing. And uh, I think that's why they made such a lasting impression on us for, for seeing those movies. I, um, you know, that's the thing. It, 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 special effects need to be invisible. You can't know that you're looking at a special effect. And every time we see something completely CGI, I don't care how good it is. It's not there yet where you're completely fooling us. But a, a matte painting, a miniature, those actually can fool us still. And yeah, like, oh, it's dude. too expensive or blah, blah, blah. like, but then, well, you're getting what you're paying for. I'm sorry. Um, and that's no yeah. disrespect to the animators because, you know, they're working with the highest technology that they have available to them and they're doing the best job that they can. But they're also being asked to do things that CGI, like, like, let's look at Jurassic Park, right? You're shooting CGI characters, but they're doing it smart, except for the brontosaurus in the beginning. These characters are shot in the dark and in the rain. Mostly obscured and partly with puppetry. So it's working together. That's Mm -hmm. the way you do it. That's the way you do it. It, It's been, it hasn't been topped in 27 years. Yeah. No, I agree, man. That's still one of my favorite. Yeah. For special effects and stuff. And yeah, you're right. A lot of those elements, they, they do so much, especially lighting. I mean, I mean, lighting is like a huge thing for when you're film, right? You know, trying to recreate all that i actually watched a video on uh the irishman like how they did the yeah 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 the, the face facial uh uh de-aging the or de-aging yeah and they they were like kind of like stuff they were talking about is you know like re almost like recreating the light in that room and they had a camera set up to like capture all that and i was like damn that's like crazy like yeah, you need that because that that's what is convincing the eye. Like, you know, if this sh- if your lighting's off or the shading or whatever, it is, you know, it's not going to seem seamless. It's going to create that like uncanny valley effect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's uh, I, I, I have huge appreciation for for like the special effects people and especially the ones that combine those practical effects and really, you know, have it, um, you know, work so seamlessly. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I, I think that's uh, kind of going back to star Wars, you know, like, uh, with special effects too, that was kind of my introduction into like, as a kid, like watching star Wars, it's like, this is what move, you know, like action movies and, and, you know, like a, a journey that you go through and you yeah. know, all these different elements working together to create the story and, um, and, you know, sets and, and the, you know, the, the effects are part of it too. So, you know, it was so ahead of its time in a way at that time, like, yeah. you know, you've, with the with that in mind, so yeah, man. But uh, the, yeah, the original Star trilogy Wars. are beautiful movies. They are beautiful movies. The prequels are not. The sequel trilogy, they're shot well, they look good, but they don't have the originality that the originals did. They're just yeah. riffs on the originals, and I mean that's fine. But that's what that's what uh, you know Lucas had a problem with with the sequel trilogy is like they didn't do anything new. And, you know, say what yeah. you want about the prequels, but Lucas was trying to do something new, and I can give him credit for that. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know I sound so negative. It's because I love Star Wars, or at least I did, you know, and I just yeah. feel very scorned by it now. And, uh, yeah, this is coming from a place of just heartbreak, really. Uh, it, it's, it was true love. I loved Star Wars, but, uh, and it's, it's, it's it's just it's hard to even go back and watch the original trilogy now. Just one, you can only get the special editions. I haven't shelled out for the Hermes despecialized whatever. Um, yeah. One, there's that. Two, it's just like you know, it, it, all it does is bring back. Just I think about Twitter and I think about people picking this and that and this and you know, and it's like yeah, I do that. I pick apart. But like I don't know. It's just it's turned me off almost completely. Um, yeah, just because of all that. Yeah. yeah. I'm having said that I might rewatch rise of Skywalker tonight. Uh, it might be, it's, yeah, it might dropped be on Disney plus. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I loathed it and I think I'll still loathe it, but I want to give it another, I want to give it a fair shake. Um, yeah, yeah. I sound, I'm, yeah. I'm the dark side right now. You're, you're the light. <laughs> no, That's I mean, how it always I, is. I, 
I have the same feeling about the new Star Wars movies, man. I like I I probably embrace them. You know, I, you know, I got ex- you know excited when Force Awakens came out, and we we both saw it in theaters together, and you know, of course, like that idea of like, oh my god, like Star Wars is back in our lives in that way, you know, and um, yeah. You know, who know? I mean, I don't know how it's going to be in the in the next couple of years and what they're going to do with Star Wars. You know, I I am still down to tr- to try out different stories, man. Like I think that's where maybe it, it suffered a little bit too, is, is is staying too attached to the to this kind of uh, bubble of characters. And you know, I, I I love all the you know I love Luke Skywalker and all those characters. And you know, there's they have such an opportunity to explore a lot more of of that world. Yeah, and you know, I think that's what's probably going to happen with with the next couple Star Wars installments or whatever. But um, now it's like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how people are feeling about, you know, I don't know what the consensus is on in a lot of people and how they feel about the Star Wars franchise. Like, it might be kind the of the brand or whatever. Or, yeah. Well, the so, toy sales um, are like super down. Um, you know, there's there's the diehards though. Like, I'm on Twitter every day, and you know, there's people that love this stuff, but they also love no matter what Disney puts out. Um, and that to me is just like, I can't like, you know, you got to give me something worth my coin. Um, yeah. You know, I even Batman, I'm not going to buy anything Batman just cause it's Batman. Like I, it has to be good. Um, maybe when I was in high school, you would have gotten my money, but nowadays no. Um, and I'm, as you know, the biggest Batman fan you'll ever meet. Um, <laughs> Anyway, oh, right, today they announced uh, Taika Waititi is going to be directing a new Star Wars film. What? I did that not was, read that today. That's oh, really? the only bit of the news I saw. There was They announced two writers, um, and I'm blanking on the names, so apologies. But, uh, yeah, that was it didn't say anything else as far as I know. It was just that he's directing a man. new Star Wars movie. He's just, he's just having, a, man, yeah. a great couple of years. I would say a couple of years, man. He, he's just killing it with... You know, especially his involvement with Disney, Marvel, and yeah, um, you know, uh, what, you know, I really loved what we do in the shadows and like what he did with that, and you know, that movie is great, brilliant, yeah. And you know, I guess the you know with Ragnarok too, it's just like you know that that was kind of like, hey, this is this director's kind of vision of this character, and honestly, it brought people back to like liking Thor and shit. so, you know, I I think it's um I think that's at least the Something that I think um, with these kind of future Star Wars movies or Marvel movies, you know, having that kind of, you know, that 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 director or that creative behind it, you know, these different creatives behind it, you know, I think that's how that's how it it works, dude. Like, honestly, I mean, I know. Yes, but yes and no. Yeah. (laughs) But there's they're still on the corporate leash. Like, you know, they're like. You know, Lucas, it doesn't look like it, and it went over budget, but the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope, it wasn't A New Hope then, it was just Star Wars. That was a low-budget movie, right? Lucas didn't have a lot of, uh, at least as far as I I recall, he didn't have a lot of oversight. People were just kind of like, okay, here you go. And he went to Africa and shot. Um, Or Tanzania, excuse me. And and then Empire Strikes Back, he put up his own (laughs) money. Like, Fox... Uh, distributed the movie, but he bankrolled that motherfucker. He would have been bankrupt if Empire Strikes Back wasn't a hit. Um, so he remained independent. He had no corporate person saying this has to be. He, I mean, he was the corporate mandate, right? By the end of it, Han can't die because we got to sell toys. Um, but Taika Waititi, as like, I think I like Ragnarok a lot less than most people do. I I like it. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Taika Waititi in handcuffs. Um, yeah, I feel like you know what I mean. Like it's, I still yeah. feel Kevin Feige everywhere in that frame. Um, yeah, as much Taika, Taika Waititi you feel in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he got a lot more room to play than like John Favreau in Iron Man two or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't. You know, that's. I I worry that his vision is either going to get compromised. I hope in between these big budget movies, he does what he just did. I, th- I hope he goes and makes another, you know, Jojo rabbit or anything like mm-hmm. that, you know, um, keep himself balanced. I really, balanced. that's what I pray to God that he, I hope he does these movies, these big movies and that they're successful and that they're good. 
um, so that he can go and do his smaller fare. They'll give him whatever money he wants to do his personal movies. Yeah. Like it used to work in the seventies and eighties, you know? Um, that's our biggest yeah. hope. That's what, that's what we hope for. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ranting. I'm sorry. I have, I'm it's just cool, like dude. going right. We didn't no, record last week. So I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, it's all good. You're good. Um, Joe, do you want to get so to some lists? Let's get some to some lists, my friend. Would you like me to go first? Would you like you to go first? Uh, you go first, man. Hit it. All right. So, uh, we're doing May 4th, uh, lists here tonight. Um, Jonathan, what are your top five yes. favorite Star Wars droids? Droids. All right. Uh, all right. Um, my number five. Uh, this one was uh, kind of a new one in the, the I guess, the Disney series. Um, K2SO. From Ooh, Rogue okay. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Play uh, Voiced by is Alan Tudyk. I think it was Alan, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Tudyk. Um, I think that was Steve probably why I picked, picked this. Yeah, Steve the Pirate. I think that's probably why I picked this uh, this character because I just really loved his, his uh, portrayal of the character and it, the the kind of you know this this robot is supposed to be for the Imperials, but like they end up like kind of doing like a Terminator thing where they like change him in, into a a rebel you know who fights for the uh, the rebels, and I just thought that was very interesting you know kind of having that character you know this kind of killing machine that you see on the other side is now like their friend, and he t- and turns out to have this kind of personality and and you know they kind of give this kind of character. Um, to this to this robot and you know i think that's you know that's their way of you know trying to keep these kind of elements from you know some old you know other star wars films having like the robots and their interactions with them and you know they're kind of like beings in themselves and they can think for themselves in a way you know what whatnot so um and he was just funny he was definitely the kind of comic relief in the in the movie and you know he made a lot of those tense moments you know pretty funny and and Whatnot. And then he, of course, played, you know, his, his role as, as far as just like being part of that team um, and trying to get the Death Star plans. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So K2SO for five. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to go number four. Uh, I think it's called the probe droid. Um, yes. These probe droids, uh, the, I think, um, man, they were in. They're kind of like yeah. scattered throughout the, the original trilogy. And they're, I think they kind of appeared in some of the other films, like in the prequels i don't know i think their first appearance is in empire um but i think they might have been reinserted in the special edition new hope got you i i think when that's my gut feeling was it phantom menace too the dark with darth maul i think he had one of those oh yeah he had like a miniature one right yeah yeah and yeah that was dope i I think because they don't they have that weird like noise of the like kind of wall noise and they just like they're usually in bl- like black, just purely like a black, um, like chromed out or whatever. Um, they're just kind of menacing and kind of scary because they just kind of float and they. They and look like a floating they spider. They look like a spider on its web. I you think know? that's yeah. That's probably why I, I I get creeped out by them and and they they are kind of interesting in the in the in the movies because um, like because of that you know they're kind of just they're kind of scary and menacing a little bit. Um, so yeah, pro droid for number four. And uh, number three, I got uh, I got BB-8, man. Um, I thought the like especially in Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> I, see <your> shit. <laughs> I see Joey shaking his head. Oh, I don't know. I mean, B- it's, BB-8's it's so, fine. He's fine. It's so Disney. Of course, they had to insert this other robot in there, but the um, cutesy one. The cutesy one, but I, don't I have know. no problem he, with BB-8. I really like BB-8. I'm just, I'm he's just being cool. You know, he had a lot of great moments in that in the Force in the Force Awakens movie, and you know, I, th- I thought he he shined a lot more in that in that first film, uh, out of the new trilogy, um, and yeah, it was you know I guess a, another companion for for some of the characters in there, and you know the I guess the relationship with uh, Poe Dameron and um, BB-8 and like their kind of thing, and and then you know Ray and and Finn kind of eventually having this kind of you know, uh, interaction with BB-8 throughout the series. So it's like, it's Did cool. Did it weird At you out in Force Awakens yeah. when uh, Poe gets sees BB-8 again for the first time? He goes, BB, come here, buddy. And he's scratching his belly. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That <laughs> moment really sticks out to me for some reason. I just, I it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, like, 
Yeah, because he, he like tickles him almost, and he like yes, uh, doesn't he like gears like come out of him or something like that, or like some. Uh, you might be right. I can't remember. Some like screws or something come out of him, and I I thought that was like very like cartoony, like very dizzy for sure. Yes, like, yeah. It it would have been like nice, you know, like it would have been nice, like Luke Skywalker with R two D two, like it didn't just like the little like just pat on the pat on the on the head or something. That's you know what I mean? Need. Like that's all you need. That's all you need. And it's all it's all in that it's all in that you know that they're kind of like you know they're the way they communicate together and stuff. So, yeah. but you know, I I mean I, I did like at least they had that relationship. You know, Poe and and BB eight like that they were homies. They were the homies. You know what I mean? So. Um, and they, they try to follow that through. So when they did eventually get separated and they got to see each other eventually in, you know, near the end of Force Awakens, um, you know, there's that like payoff where it's like, oh, wow. You, like, yeah, this is his droid, just like Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 and they're kind of bond together. You know, that's it's probably the same thing with that. So, yeah, BB-8 for number three. Wonderful. Um, number two, I got IG-88, which is from the uh, yeah. from. Empire Strikes Back plus the Mandalorian series. Um, we really got to see, uh, you know, how this robot kind of works <laughs> in, in the Mandalorian series. And I, I thought it was kind of one of the best parts of that show. <laughs> yeah, enough. he was fantastic. Was he? It, what it, was it, he in that? Was he IG-11? Yeah, it might have been a different number. But it's, it's like the, but same, it's the same, same exact droid, yeah. Like droid or whatever. And, and it was kind of cool because they, they really did get to showcase, like, how that robot the physicality and how it works. And, you know, the, the, I think the funniest part was like the, the, his hands can like revolve around with his revolve, you know, his guns and like the way he moves is brilliant. It's so good. It's like robotic, but it also, it's like gunslinger. It's like such a gunslinger kind of thing. You know, it was like very, I I don't know if that, I think that seeing him in action might be my favorite thing that Disney star Wars has done. Yeah. Cause it was just, it was a good payoff, man. Like, yeah, it was really good. It was a good payoff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. It was, maybe I found it interesting too that like they, they were able to take that that kind of robot and kind of, you know, show show more of that robot and, and find a way to have that person involved in that story somehow. So, um, so yeah, IG eighty eight. Wonderful. And my last one, dude. I I know it's a, it could be a two parter. I mean, I was gonna say R two D two, but it's like you can't have R two D two without C three PO. So I mean. I mean, I would totally pick R two D two or C three. Would you? Are you yeah. gonna go both though? Or are you just going R two? Uh, I'll go. I, I, my honorable mention would be C three PO, but R two D two all the way for number one. Word. Um, I mean, j- dude, it's. I mean, the the interactions you see with Luke Skywalker and like it's like his best friend, man. Like he's just he has such a heart for and such a relationship with this robot, and you know when you meet. You know R two D two in a New Hope in that in that I guess if you start up from the trilogies, um, and seeing you know that kind of bond come together and and then, and then I guess even weirdly enough including the prequels and like that R 2s relationship to you know to to uh, um, Anakin Skywalker and and that kind of history with his family um, I think that's very interesting too because when you look at it now when R two meets Luke in a New Hope it's like oh yeah like. R2 probably knows who this person is and, like, you know, has an idea of, you know, who his father is and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, and he's just, I don't know. He's, like, one of the coolest robots. He's, you know, like, the, the robots. He's so chill. R2's chill, smart, the the amazing ways they were able to, like, use the noi- the sound effects and noises of R2 to, to communicate to the audience and, you know, mm-hmm. and the characters in the movie. Like you knew immediately what they were talking about just because of these little beeps and, bl- and blops or whatever. Um, so I thought that was really great to to have that connection with just a an inanimate object, but it you know and at the same time it was such a real character in the in the series. So um, props to R two and R two always fixed stuff for him, man. He was such a reliable companion. I don't know, man. It was a lot. R two. We owe so much to R two in the movies. It's true because he's he's getting out of like doors on the Death Star and like um, there's that great moment where they you know in, uh, in a New Hope or in the in the trash compactor and they're like trying to get the hell out of there and R two's like trying to like unlock things it, it, he's he's such a, a a huge like part of like those movies and yeah and how how the kind of plot moves forward so um, R two all the way wonderful yeah dude all right Joe what are what are your droids for us. 
So yeah, R2D2 and C3PO would absolutely be at the top of my list. So I'm just going to, I excluded them, excluded being able to use them. Um, and I tried to go a little more droids that I just, I noticed in the moment and have always kind of, um, all right, number five, I'm going to go the, the power droid that's getting tortured in Return of the Jedi, EV-99. Oh, dude. The yeah, irons come down on its feet and it goes, yeah, you know, and it just, <laughs> the idea of torturing a droid is just weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it, they're robots. Um, but I like it. I like it a lot. And like, you know, it's just a cold <laughs> son of a bitch just putting the iron down on poor EV-99's feet. Um yeah, but it makes that very distinct noise, you know, um, and it ha- and you know, of course, it's happening is like they're telling C three PO that he's going to be his, the personal <laughs> assistant to uh, oh, Jabba yeah. the Hutt. He's just it's it's really good. It's it's horrific, but it's it hits the right comedy spot as well. Um, number four, I'm going to go the destroyer droids from Phantom Menace. Ooh, nice. The battle okay. droids suck like so badly um but those destroyers like even you know qui-gon and obi-wan run away from that you know what i mean like you can't use your lightsabers against that thing you kidding me um (laughs) so yeah there you go those things are there you go those things are terrifying i would not like to like yeah the same yeah like (sighs) a big bigger too yeah some other droids (laughs) Um, number three, I'm going to go <laughs> the mouse droid in a new hope, a oh, little dude. droid on the floor of the death star, that, nee, 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 you know, it's just like, and what is it doing? It's keeping pace for the soldiers. Like what? A, like, yeah, yeah we you need know, this, we need this to be in the movie. Uh, can you go build this please? Like what? Um, o- you know what? I've always thought about that. What does that droid do? What does that movie? do? I don't know. What does that do? That's like know. a wiki. That's probably like a wiki answer, like a Star Wars wiki. You got to go on the site and just find. Should I jump on it. that? I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google I, you right know what? now. What does I the mouse know droid what's... do? Um, yeah. Imaginary audience, we got you on this. What does the mouse droid do? What do you do? It performs simple tasks tasks aboard starships and in military and corporate facilities they beep to themselves as they perform small repairs delivered messages and guided visitors oh interesting you, okay like, i like that guided i like that too like... that makes more sense why they're like running behind the thing yeah oh that's kind of interesting i never would have i never would have yeah. thought it always looked like they were running they were keeping themselves from like going a full sprint so i was like oh maybe this guy's keeping them in check but that makes sense. Stormtroopers yeah, yeah. are too dumb to know where they're going, even in their own starship. So yeah, of course th- this droid is going to guide them, them around. Dude. That's wild. Why is that, that blowing is, that my changes mind right everything? Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys listening at home are like floored as well. Um, <laughs> number two, I'm going to go two one B, the surgical droid. He has oh, a sure S fifty five microphone for a mouth. Dude, I, that's so and cool. I had that I mic for a while. Oh, it's they don't even try to hide it. Like the sure symbol is still like on it, I think. Um, But it's the droid when Luke is in the tank in his underwears um, after after the attack with the Tauntaun and all that in the very beginning of Empire. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that droid appear anywhere else in the series? Was it just the? I think only that time, but I could be wrong. That time, right? Because that was like that was like oh this is like what the medical side of space is like you know what I mean like they have medical yeah. droids and like you know and they have these kind of containers that they're in and like yeah that was that was definitely an interesting one I actually thought about that that droid too because that that droid pretty much saved Luke's life on that part you know very so, true very true all right Joe what's your number one man I'm kind of curious IG88. Oh. He's just a badass. He's just a badass. He's he's standing up there with ba- with Boba Fett and Bosk. And uh, God, what was his name? The guy in all the bandages. Oh, what's that guy's name? Dude? Man, I'm looking because so I knew it. All the bounty hunters. I had a toy. I had a toy of him too. I had him too. He was great. Um, it's such a weird, so many weird designs. Um, Dengar, of course. Dengar. It's Dengar. 
Yeah. What a great, like, better name than design, I think. But still a pretty cool design. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. His his hood doesn't fit him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But those are my those are my top five droids. I like them, dude. I like. Thanks, got man. a couple bounty hunters in there, you know. That's cool. You know. Um, yeah, IJ is just he's so you don't want to fuck with that thing. And now and to see him how he moves, and you can like think about that as you watch Empire Strikes Back. That's pretty yeah. cool. I'll give it that. That's I'll cool. give it that. Um, yeah. They, yeah, like nail, nailing like the physicality of like how that robot kind of operates and stuff too right yes i think that's what it yeah. is looked dude wonderful it looks so good um oh, man i like yeah, the man. list dude i like yours Some man droids 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 these uh, are all the droids we're looking for yes all right Jonathan. uh yeah what's, uh, what's your list my friend so my list uh is another star wars list no surprise there um star wars uh joey what are your top five star wars creatures in in star wars Top five Star Wars creatures. Sorry if you just heard a little burp. Apologize for that. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, number five, Ponda Baba in A New Hope. Oh, yeah. He's in the cantina. He's got the tusks for mouth, and, you know, he gets his arm <laughs> chopped off by Obi-Wan Kenobi. So sick. <laughs> yeah. And there's blood. There is blood. There is. Yeah. There is blood in that. Sh- yeah. Wild. I remember that one, dude. It does he he like he 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 doesn't talk like with a uh he just kind of barks at him. Yeah the guy he's with, I forget his name, does all the talking. Yeah. He doesn't like you. (laughs) I don't like you either. (laughs) I have the death sentence on full galaxy or whatever he says. Um God that yeah, I might need to watch that. Um Yeah, I'm like oh yeah, now I'm getting all nostalgic. (laughs) Um, number four, I'm going to go the Rancor. Turn of the The Jedi. Yeah, I do. That's like such a perfect movie monster. You know, it's, it's Godzilla in Star Wars, or not Godzilla, Donkey Kong. What am I thinking of? King Kong in Star Wars, you know what I mean? But like deadly. Yeah. Yeah. I I always think of the, uh, like the scenes especially how they were able to do like it's a stop animation right the uh yeah they just stop animation. i always the part where i think like he puts the bone luke puts the bone in his, in mouth, his teeth yeah and it like chops it the bone like kind of chops in half and then he has like saliva too like all it yeah. just looks look so real um when you're watching it and he and very He's got the face yeah, of a scary dog yeah oh dude that's yeah i yeah, yeah. like that kind of like uh kind of bulldog kind of look yes know. yes <laughs> god i love the rancor yeah Hell um yeah, dude. <laughs> uh number three um i'm gonna go bosk Ooh, little bosk does action. that count because he's a bounty hunter but he's also like a creature right dude yeah it does it counts right on <laughs> cool cool bosk he's bosk. i want to see something with bosk I've always been fascinated, have always loved Bosk, and mm-hmm. what a cool design, what a cool name. Uh, he's so metal. Um, I just want to see something with Bosk in it. Come on, Disney. Um, Come on, guys. Number two, I'm going to go Salacious B. Crumb. It's Jabba the Hutt's Ooh. little, <laughs> you know, the little yeah. fucked up <laughs> troll thing that he's got hanging out in the palace. Um, that thing sucks. And... Uh, R2 <laughs> electrifies it, and that was awesome. Um, but what, a, like, moment. just a nice design. Just, like, it's so realized, you know? You hate that yeah. character, and but you're meant to hate that character. You know what I mean? So it, it works really well. I like it. And it's named after uh, Crumb, the cartoonist. Hey. Hey. Um, number one, the Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that's such a good. You know, when it gets it, sliced. It's... <laughs> they make it the saves cool Luke Skywalker like... from freezing to death, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That thing feels the most real to me out of like all the yeah. creatures and shit, You know what I mean? Like, like I could see it... that existing in our world. And I don't know. It's, I love that thing. I love the Tauntaun. It... 
it, it reminds me of like uh, like Western movies, like cowboy movies. Like it's like oh, the, big time, their yeah. version of a horse in a way. Um, and it's very it's like, like it's very attached or a raptor. Yeah, actually, because they have the the two kind of like the two feet. Um, it, it reminds me of like, or sorry, it, sorry, not reminds me. Uh, it it always reminds me of that uh, of Empire Strikes Back because that's like kind of the one of the creatures we meet in the beginning. You know, like kind of first couple scenes of the movie um, when they're on Hoth, and it's just like, yeah, it's so it's such a memorable part of you know that huge Hoth battle, especially. Um, you know, that's such a huge part of it, and that creature is like one of the highlighted creatures on that I guess that planet. So. Um, yeah, Hell dude, yeah. I like it. Tauntaun. I love the Tauntaun. Uh, we, uh, we share a number one because I, I put no Tauntaun way. To no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. I never would have guessed. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I, I always remember like it's they're Yeah. They're again. I think I kind of like kind of going off what you said, like they're they're kind of the most almost weirdly realized creatures. Like they just seem so real in that. Yeah. In that film. And, uh, I think that's uh, what's interesting about it. And yeah, and they, and you know, like, how, you know, how, yeah, how do you traverse this like planet, you know, or, you know, it makes you so curious about like, you know, these creatures, like they they can survive like the cold and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, you know, all the kind of like uh, biological stuff about the creatures and like, yeah, like, like they would be creatures that would live there and can, you know, have like really strong coats and I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, and you get to see like, their guts, like and it just it, it makes them yeah. all the more real, you know. Like it just, you know, the what the the inside of that creature looks like. I don't know, it's wild. Exactly, dude. You We're hit f- it. <laughs> <We're from laughs> so I, uh, I guess going backwards, um, uh, I did put crumb. Um, I actually nice. looked up what the name of the creature was. It's called a Kowekian monkey lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's what that. it's called. I love that. Um, it kind of it, the it, the creature kind of reminds me of like the gremlins, like the well, yeah. the gremlin when when they put the water on the on the yeah, uh, pretty much those gremlin creatures. They're like just kind of like nasty and like kind of slimy and 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 almost like that's the kind of impression I got. Like this creature kind of knows what's up and like is is kind of like there to like mess with you. Um, and and obviously be you know be kind of a you know do whatever Jabba wants or whatever so um, yeah uh, I put that as my number five and the the laugh is just like hilarious too I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's it's so, really uh, good it's, it's just it's the kind you want to punch yeah you know? it's like, and R two oh, gets that moment to he gets the comeuppance you know it's very nice it's a good payoff so um, yeah. yeah so number five Quake and Monkey Lizard. <laughs> Um, num- number four, I got the uh, space slug, which is that gigantic. Ooh. Uh, I don't know what to call it. it. Looks like a snake or something. Slug snake that eats the Millennium Falcon. Looks like a giant uh, earthworm. It's like an earthworm. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good way to probably describe it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a, such a great scene, especially with the Falcon and and when they eventually, you know realize that they're inside this thing they you know try to get out and it's just like it's just like a great moment like um i don't know it, what it reminds me of but like you know i guess maybe some old films where like there's a whale and then like the boat gets like captured in it like it was very like similar to that kind of um feeling you know of like you don't know where you're at and then you know they realize oh we're inside the mouth of a creature and um and then that great scene where the falcon kind of exits out of it and it just like swoops through and you see the full creature come out of this like comet and and you just kind of see the the sheer scale of this of this worm too. It's so, wild. Um, yeah, it's crazy, and that's what's cool. You know, again, seeing like different creatures of shapes and sizes in the in the Star Wars universe. So um, yeah, Hell space yeah. slug it up. Um, number three, I got the sarlacc man. And it ate oh, uh, the sarlacc. Ate up uh, that's great. <laughs> a lot of people in uh, Return of the Jedi, and um, supposedly it ate Boba Fett. But I don't know. I've I heard some rumors around there. That he's not dead, apparently. Um, uh, in the extended you, he was not. Um, but they haven't brought him back officially. Gotcha. So that's where that's where it stands. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very terrifying creature, man. Especially when they have these kind of floating ships above it, and like that's you know that's how they're gonna like try to kill Luke Skywalker and send him off to his death. It was very like 
again, kind of very like, you know, it was like uh, old pirate movies, like, you know, him walking the plank into this, like cr- their version of like this creature, this kind of Kraken type creature with like tentacles and stuff. And um, I thought that was really a really interesting, you know, creature and it didn't, you know, do much and have any, you know, uh, you know, it didn't communicate with like people or anything or whatnot. But I just think it's, it's such an iconic like scene, especially in that, in, in that movie. Um, and, you know, of course, like all these people, and then, oh yeah, like, uh, isn't like Han or is it Han or is it, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, Lando, I think one of them like falls yeah. like close to death of, uh, and you get to kind of see the, where the mouth of the creature and like the kind of teeth that's coming out of the sand and stuff. So the design of it was really cool. So, um, and that was, I think, a physical creature that they created for the set, too, I think. And then um, I think they the added s- some stuff. The yeah. special edition, they added the little, with the mouth that comes out of the mouth. It's like, man, we had it. Oh, it come fine. on. It was Why? fine. It was fine. Why, people? Um, God, I um, love that, though, because, like, that's, Lando, you know, gets his leg or whatever, and then Han is going to shoot it. He's like, but I thought you were blind. He's like, I can see better now, you know. It's I can like, see, oh, yeah, I can it's see so good. Some good, yeah, good um, moments with them too. Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, number two, I got the Rancor as well. So right on, um, man. And j- for all those reasons too, man. You know, hell yeah, uh, scary. <laughs> so yeah, those are my creatures, man. There's a lot of cool creatures in Star Wars, and I, uh, I feel like we pulled a lot from from the like the original movies on this one, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, the designs were very specific. Everything in the original trilogy feels of a piece. And the prequels don't feel like it's just it's not that world. I don't know. It's obviously different designers and that's why. But even the new ones, I don't know. There's something really special about these original designs and everything. Uh, yeah. But I that's just, yeah, that's just I think I, and, you know, hopefully moving forward, they'll I mean, they'll still keep the creatures as a part of the Star Wars kind of universe, because I, I think that. You know, wasn't a huge fan of the Porgs and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, I, at least I, I enjoyed seeing other creatures that we could discover because there's a lot more that we could probably see in this in this galaxy uh, or in this in this kind of world that they're at. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of the beauty of Star Wars, too, is like this is huge open world that they have. And, you know, I'm curious to see more of those creatures. Yeah. Those weird kind of things. So, yeah, dude. Good list, man. Great list, man. Wonderful. I'm like I'm like all Star Wars out there right now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow, it's yeah, it's we've been talking Star Wars. Um there's so much everyone's gonna be talking Star Wars, so hopefully you listened, hopefully you enjoyed. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Jonathan, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear sweet love the imaginary audience this week? Uh, man, I always like to share shows I'm watching and kind of stuff I've been into lately. So, uh, I started watching the show yesterday, funny enough, uh, called Party Animals. Um, it's on, I I believe it's on Hulu and it's, it's hilarious. It's, uh, the show is, uh, I think it's about like 15 to 20 minutes. So it's, it's like short segment shows. Nice. And the premise, premise of the show is to get a bunch of comedians and tell their, their best like party, party stories. That's pretty oh, much that it. That sounds great. Uh, there's a couple uh, characters you might recognize: uh, Chris Pontius from uh, Jackass. A few of the Jackass guys are on there. Um, uh, Fred Armisen. So a lot of like comedians and people like in that kind of you know, I'm sure the Jackass guys have like a bunch of stories. Um, and I think how it works is every episode, it's like four or five stories from each of these people, and then they animate. Like they have a, a different animator animate a story to go along with it or like a visual for it. So it's kind of cool. Every episode is like a new animation. It's like really trippy and kind of crazy looking. And I think there's a theme per episode. So with those five stories they tell, there's like an underlying kind of theme that's supposed to go underneath. So if it's like, you know, bad date stories or something or like, you know, that kind of stuff. That's cool. So, I like yeah, that. It, oh, man, that sounds great. It's it's hilarious, and since they're like twenty minutes, like you could get through a couple of them, you know, no problem. And it's just super. It's so fresh because they're all different stories. So, um, That's I cool. think you would, I think I think you'd like it actually. It's, that sounds that sounds right up my alley. I'm gonna check that out. So that's Very that's nice. pretty much my share. It's just like a random show I I just checked out 
yesterday and um i ended up watching like a couple episodes because they were just they're very very uh entertaining so right yeah. on man i like it yes joey like what, it. what do you have to share this week man um i threw on some music randomly on spotify and okay. bob dylan uh national nashville skyline the album came on okay and there's this song girl from the north country you know it's on in the background as i'm like playing jobs and stuff and uh, all of a sudden, this voice comes in that's not Bob Dylan. And it is. What? Johnny Cash. Oh, Mr. Johnny Cash, like, dude. I was like, what? Cash is on this track? Um, and it just delighted oh. me. And I've just been listening to that album kind of nonstop ever since. Uh, dude, that's awesome. What a good feeling. What a good feeling that was. That's but, cool to like, yeah. to just like, you're, you've been, you've listened to Bob Dylan, you've listened to Cash, but like to find, to kind of still find like a little gem there. Like, yeah. Because Cash was a you know, big Bob Dylan fan. He loves cool. the dude. Um, have they yeah. have they done any other songs together before? I'm or, sure or? they had. Um, I'm sure they had. But uh, this was just such a such a nice little surprise, you know. That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Hey, and it's like 1969, yeah. so like Cash was. That's about the Folsom Prison, uh, San Quentin era. So it's like you're getting quality cash, you know, because like cash. cash's voice, you know, I can tell which era it is, you know? Um, yeah, yeah it was cool. Enjoyed Dude, that's that. awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's really cool. I kind of want to have to, like, I, like uh, I set up my record player and my records, real grand records. So I'm like, I, I can't wait to like dive into some records that I haven't listened to or really kind of got still discovering stuff from the Hell yeah. Awesome. Not bad. Not bad, Dad. All right. Well, we're Jonathan. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? You can find me Instagram, Twitter, at Sean Day Music. And on my website, shawndaymusic.net. Net. Joey, where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Parati and on my website, joeparatiscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top5Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top5Podcast. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. So please, give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love. And we will give you the force. Until next time, I'm Joey Brody. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks. Thanks. For. For.